this is how I grew up with um, a lot of expectations from my parents, a lot of expectations from my siblings. And I got had to be the best one. So I was extremely studious, worked with some development projects as well, even in school. Uh, when you're the eldest, it's like you're teaching everybody. So even as a child, I used to teach my siblings and their friends and their the cousins uh, something or the other. I was extremely introvert. So um, where everybody would go on a sports week, I would go and study in the library <laughs> and talk to only the textbooks. So the moment you let your brand go, come back down, you spring up to better heights. And this is why, where training comes in for everybody, you know, for everyone, the tutors uh, specifically. I was blessed in the fact that I had some amazing teachers and I cannot forget anything ever that they've ever taught me by my passion for reading, my um, overall, my personality, um, my integrity that developed, you know, um, simple virtues of right and wrong and truth and false. The child who's coming has to be handled with a lot of care. You know, they like those very delicate assets of everybody's life, you know. For a parent, they're the most important asset. So they have to be handled with a lot of care. Hello and welcome to the Qualified Tutor Podcast, the podcast that brings you the latest in the world of tutoring, edtech and education, and hopefully inspires in you the big change that each and every one of us is capable of. Qualified Tutor is an industry-leading tutor training organization and online tutoring community for thousands of tutors around the world. This podcast is the voice of this community, where we aim to hear from tutors, teachers, entrepreneurs, coaches, business experts, students, tutorpreneurs, and more from the world of tutoring about what inspires them every day, how they can help tutors like you, and what they've learned about tutoring along the way. The question is, what will you learn today? Hello and welcome to the 132nd episode of the Qualified Tutor podcast. My name is Ludo Miller, the host of this podcast. Welcome back to regular listeners. Uh, welcome for the first time to any of you for whom this is your introduction to the Qualified Tutor podcast and a very warm welcome to our guest today, Mizbar Iqbal. Mizbar, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ludo. It's um, it's been a, a lovely journey we've had so far with um, with XMS Education, of which you are uh, Chief Operations Officer. Um, it's been great to get to know you and, and Harris, the founder. Um, and I think there's a lot, really, there's a lot more to be shared between the organisations and for Eximus to deliver to our community and our audience. Um, so thank you very much for joining us. For those of you uh, listening today who, who haven't come across Ms. Barr and Eximus Education before, they are a wonderful uh, London-based agency who provide really very high quality tuition to uh, their network of clients um, and also here in the UK and also abroad. Uh, they have tutors from all over the world delivering really 
um, top quality uh, tuition, um, both online and, and in person. Um, Ms. Barr herself was previously a director of uh, business optimization at Green Energy Supplier and the training and, and development manager at a, a digital outsourcing firm in Pakistan. So really with this, this strong background in finance and, and management, um, but also a really strong professional development and training understanding. Um, and uh, the last time we spoke, Ms. Barr admitted that she was a, a self-confessed disciple of, of the great Tony Robbins and also uh, one of our favorites here, Simon Sinek. So um, really a really deep shared understanding there. Uh, and Ms. Barr speaks so eloquently about uh, humanity and empathy and education, something that's right at the core of our values here at Qualified Tutor. So I think Ms. Barr's tone will strike a real chord with, with you today, our, our cherished audience. Um, and of course, don't forget to let us know your thoughts on the podcast by heading uh, to our community, the, the Love Tutoring community, or emailing me at ludo at qualifiedtutor.org. But without further ado, Ms. Barr... Thank you for coming on to the podcast. What's giving you reason to smile today, Ms. Barr? Thank you very much, Ludo. So smile, of course, I'm speaking to you. Um, every day brings up a new beginning, new opportunities, a better life, um, a lot of optimism. So every day starts with a smile and it's got to end with a smile. And this is how I start my day. A lot of gratitude. What a wonderful intro to you, to our, our podcast, Ms. Ba. Thank you. Um, now, regular listeners will know that we like to invite our guests to cast their minds back to their school days, to, to reflect a little bit on how teachers once perceived them um, and how necessarily they perceived themselves. Um, it's often a, a really amusing way to, to see where a guest has come to in their, in their career. Um, now, I know, as you've been saying, Ms. Barr, that you weren't able to find any school reports, but do you mind telling us a little bit about your reflections on what you were like as a, as a school child? Okay, so um, I think a lot of what I am today is, is, of course, because of my, you know, the time that I spent as a child in the school and with my parents. And, of course, being with the South Asian culture, and I don't know how much that resonates with the West, but... In the South Asian culture, the, the eldest child, there's a lot of burden. And that burden may not be of monetary value, but a lot of, you know, start of creating values. So, um, you know, the eldest child has to be the best at everything. The best at studies, <laughs> the best in integrity, the best in values, you know, because you got to be an example to everybody who's, you know, coming behind you. So uh, probably this is how I grew up with um, a lot of expectations from my parents, a lot of expectations from my siblings. And I got had to be the best one. So I was extremely studious, extremely studious. Um uh, worked with some development projects as well, uh, even in school. Uh, when you're the eldest, it's like you're teaching everybody. So even as a child, I used to teach my siblings and their friends and the, the cousins uh, something or the other. Um, I'm very blessed in in you know in, in with that because my, my parents had, of course, a lot of expectations, but you know, the first child, you put in everything that you know, you want that person, you know, you want everything to go into that child. So I got a lot of values from them, uh, which I was supposed to pass on, of course. And then I was blessed in the fact that I had some amazing teachers. 
and I cannot forget anything ever that they've ever taught me. My, my passion for reading, my um, overall, my personality, um, my integrity that developed, you know, um, simple virtues of right and wrong and truth and false. And I understand there are always gray matters, but I grew with a lot, with a lot of, you know, um, values in me. And all of this and whatever I did after that is, is the credit goes to them, my amazing, amazing, amazing teachers and my wonderful parents. And, um, but yes, um, a part of that, I was extremely introvert. So um, where everybody would go on a sports week. I would go and study in the library and not <laughs> only the textbooks, but um, yeah, a lot of reading of history and culture. So this is something that had been a part of my life. And probably that is the reason why I love to uh, impart knowledge and to travel and learn more and go into the smaller streets and those learning those cultures and telling everybody, adapting those you know, bringing changes to whatever I do in my life, but unlearning every time, you know, bringing myself to zero, create a brand, make something of yourself, then bring it down to zero again, learn from the beginning. And I guess that is how I've been able to achieve newer heights every time. It's amazing how often guests on this podcast talk about the impact of their teachers and shaping who they become. And I think that's an amazing if not slightly you know um frightening part of being a teacher is that or not frightening but you know this like the kind of the responsibility that we have as educators to to take that role um i mean you you as i mentioned your background is in finance and, and you know business management but you have this real clear understanding of what education means and, and how best to make it effective and, and enjoyable. What, what skills and learnings do you think you've been able to take from your career in, in finance into tutoring? I think finance, uh, financial management itself brings in a lot of structure and logic to what I do because I believe in doing things from the heart. So anything I do, a lot of heart and a lot of my soul is there. But somehow I think that logical part has to also come in, step in and say, okay, let's, let's structure it, you know. And that comes from my Excel sheets and my financial models that I had made. And those numbers that I worked on to forecast, um, you know, at times on stock valuations. So I used to be an investment analyst at one time. And, you know. Um, understanding, uh, reading a lot of newspapers comes from there. So um, what's happening in the economies and how is it going to affect the, you know, the financial markets and whatever affects the financial markets eventually affects simple households, us, our spending patterns. And probably that is also one of the reasons why in Eximus we um, work on creating affordable education solutions for a uh, lower income households as well because there's one thing that we believe in and I as an educator you know I've worked I've trained a lot of people in my life um, worked with a lot of students who were underprivileged as well to help them attain at least you know some kind because you know with us probably in South Asia you know how education levels are people do not have access to even you know basic education 
And I've done that all my life. And now XMS also comes up with a lot of, you know, objective and intention of because, of course, we work in the UK mainly. And even in the UK, if you see um, around 45% of households have, and this is still March 2021, by the way, as per a survey, around 45% of households had a weekly income of only less than 600 pounds. Tutoring is talking about, and, and you know, inflation, we, we re, I think we've hit an inflation of 10%. We've never done that before mm. since very long time. I mean, um, so um, I think all of that and understanding how economies work and how demand and supply work, how inflation is affecting uh, households, would they be still able, of course, you know, school is free, so they can go and study, but uh, would they be able to get tutoring? I mean, even the least probably out there is 30 pounds an hour. But at a household that earns less than 600 pounds a week, and let's say even if the child is in GCSE, and if you, even if you take, let's say, four of the most difficult subjects, let's say, you know, physics and chemistry and maths, and let's say biology, you know, 30 into four is 120 pounds a week. Earnings less than 600 pounds where you also have, and this is before tax, by the way. How would they be able to afford a 120 pounds tuition for like for most important subjects and grades at the end of the day, the way education is structured all over the world. And I believe in celebrating efforts, but uh, grades are important at the end of the day for university. And how are the kids, you know, unless extremely motivated, extremely self-motivated, um, how will they be able to afford those? And I've been speaking to a lot of parents and I think my finance background has helped me understand all of that and not being a complete, and you know, and that is where my humanistic approach comes in that, you know, that logical part and my humanistic part does not make me a complete, you know, cutthroat businesswoman. Um, and that's what Tony Robbins also says. What What is the need that you want to fulfill? Are you really there to help people? Because the moment we start sending out abundance, it just comes back multifolds. And it helps us help more. So this is what we believe in over here at Eximus, both me and Harris. It's it's beautiful, Ms. But it really is. It's um it's built you've built something on such solid foundations there. Um both practical, i.e. both of your your backgrounds in, in the professional life, but also um, you know, theoretical and, and, you know, sentimental values that you've built this on. Um, and one of those other values that you hold so dear is caring truly for the professional development of your team. Um, and that is, you know, truly admirable and something that we'd love to touch on here because it's obviously something that's so key to who we are as, a, as an organization. But why, why are training and development so key to success then in in education, Ms. Um, Okay, so see, as I said before, unless you're ready, and I, I believe everyone has the ability, so I will not say unless you have the ability to learn, because everybody does, you just don't want to tap it at times. But unless you're willing to learn, unlearn and learn, I would say, because, you know, at times, and a lot of researchers have proved this, after a certain time in life, a child doesn't learn anything new. So because the base is already there till five, six years of age. And whatever new comes in, it just has to go through, pass through that filter. 
So whatever new comes in, you actually evaluate, oh, does it make sense to me? Does it, does, it doesn't make sense to me. Or why doesn't it make sense to me? Because I have certain clear rigid values in my mind. And that is the reason I'm not open to take up new, you know, new concepts. So unless you're re- ready to let go of this filter, empty it, and then learn again, you will never be able to grow further. And I remember one of my mentors actually told me, you know, you've created a brand of yourself, Mazda, and you need to let go of this. Because what happens is when you work really hard all your life and you bring somewhere over here, yourself somewhere over here, and then you see, okay, all right, I know more, I'm more successful. And then all of a sudden, right in front of you, there are people who are like, here, I know, my God, they're helping so many people. They're changing lives. And you get inspired and you're like, okay, why am I not able to go up? Why am I not able to go? Because you're not ready to, you know, let it go. So the moment you let your brand go, come back down. You spring up to better heights. And this is where where training comes in for everybody. You know, for everyone, the tutors uh, specifically, because, um, and I've been a teacher for a very, very, very long time, like more than 20 years. And I tell you, um, you know, when you, you're a teacher and then you, you do learn so much. And for example, you know, I, I did not do my PhD for a lot of reasons, but, uh, you know, but I have seen then you've made certain concepts of yourself and, it's it's very unlikely that you're ready to learn. And because of that, somewhere you become stagnant. So you're only ready to learn something that is a part of your area, which is what I do not believe in. You know, I believe unless, okay, fine, you know, I know finance, very good. Something new in finance, I will learn. But let's say something new in marketing, I will not learn. It doesn't make sense, right? Because nowadays, it's not like finance works separately, marketing works separately, management works separately. It has to be an integrated approach. Only then you become, you know, successful. Only then you can help more people. And uh, unless you're ready to do that, either as a teacher or as a tutor or as a person, you will not be able to impart that to, to the child who's coming. And, you know, the child who's coming has to be handled with a lot of care. You know, they like those very delicate assets of everybody's life, you know. For a parent, they're the most important asset. So they have to be handled with a lot of care. Where, yes, they will be exposed to the, the, the toughness of life. But um, with that, they have to know that somebody has their back. And that can only happen with, and and, you know... Um, very less people are ready to jump because they know that there is no, nothing on the back. So probably not something monetary at the back. If you're at the back, if they have the values from you, you know, if you have, they have the right energy from you, if they do not have that rigidness from you, only then they will be able to, to you know, take chances in life, take risks in life. So unless you're ready to do that for yourself, unless you're ready to learn new concepts, unless you're ready to, you know, unlearn whatever you've learned and adapt new ideas because every generation is bringing up new ideas. I mean, you know, probably when we were kids, we did not even know what smartphone is. And now, I mean, you know, a small two-year-old child will probably download an app on your phone 
It's it's crazy. My nieces will do that. My nephew will do that. It's 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 so beautiful. So if I'm not ready to unlearn and learn those new ideas, because you know, I started with very uh, less uh, probably uh, proficient in tech, and of course my team is 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 full of younger people, so they're very good in tech. Um, besides all other things, but yes, I probably have more experience in other things. But if unless I was ready to sit with them. and learn from them new things in tech i wasn't able to incorporate those into the tutoring as well so the child who's coming up is very good at tech and if they cannot resonate with us how will they learn you know they would look at us as something you know an idol over here and they will never be able to learn from us because we will just be there okay you know i have to come down to their level and learn So it's right. about being open to that, and it's about having the confidence to know that taking a step down means taking two steps up. It's it's so powerful what you're saying, and I know it comes from a real grounding in both the theory and the practice of this. Um, you've been doing training in several businesses and organisations for, as you say, for many many years. Um, so. any tutors with excellent education you're very lucky to have ms bar as your head of training and someone who's caring for your professional development um ms bar when you mentioned when we last spoke that as part of your training programs at excellent tutors take part in in reflection and empathy exercises what what role does this self reflection that you're talking about there play in an educator's development and and how is this important for students as as well okay so everything that i've spoken about till now is is self reflection honestly um one of you know somebody who i learned from um, the most uh, used to always say wherever you get stuck check yourself and wherever i got stuck in my life i would always do that check myself so uh, this checking myself does not have to come occasionally whenever i get stuck it has to come with everything that i do so after this probably after this podcast you know i may sit down and write what i could have done better or that i could have said better right and probably next time when i talk you know those things would have improved you know this is again related to the same thing that we said earlier being open as you said being open to you know um take a step back and learn again unless i'm ready to cuz you know you the best self critic right so the best critic to yourself would be you yourself so if i'm not ready to do that if i'm not ready to take feedback from myself how would i take feedback from others and if i'm so rigid and not ready to change what reflection would that be on the student who comes so it's not only about teaching 2 plus 2 4 right because um, even if you're teaching 2 plus 2 4 the way you teach it changes a child's life so um unless you write to self reflect after every class that you've done and i know that they're very busy and there a lot of classes in a day probably this can happen after a week or i i, I would rather suggest at the end of the day before you sleep so you write down all the activities that you've done up to now and whatever courses whatever classes you've taken and you think of each child as you know as as 
as, as a very important project of yours, even if you're just teaching them two plus two. And then when you start doing that and you're reflecting on, on how you can make things better, things will change. And the best activity that I have learned since past few years is writing down. So, you know, saying things orally, you usually forget. When you start writing things down, more ideas come. And this really helps. It, it has help, always helped me since these years that I've been doing it. So, yeah. Did it's, I answer your question? <laughs> more than <laughs> enough. Uh, okay, so just before we finish here, Ms. Bar, because I've, I've got one more main question that we, we always ask our, our wonderful guests. But I just want to focus on that little point just there. Um, just a little bit more, because what you're saying, I feel that what you're saying is self-reflection can and should be built into an educator's uh, routine a little more often. And you've given one little tip there, which is you know, to write things down after you complete a task or an activity or a session about what you could improve on and also what went well. Do you have any other tips for an educator who's sitting in now listening to this podcast about how to embed self-reflection into their their routine are there any other tips that you've learned that can help that happen so see i'll tell you what i usually do i usually write the th things down at the end of the day and then think of how things can be done be better think of the next day and write things down again this is what i'm going to do this is how i'm going to change what i did yesterday that's one thing that i do um, one more thing that I've learned from, I guess, you know, from every book that I read and from the most successful people in the world, and it's crazy how, how the most successful people in the world bring in meditation into business. And, um, and that there's a difference between imagination and visualization. And this is something that I do first thing in the morning. I, I try to wake up early and do it in the morning, but I do it any times in the day. And that is um, visualizing how the class will be. And uh, and if you pick up and you know even even Muhammad Ali you know some amazing you pick up anybody who's been a great sportsman actually visualize the whole match before and uh, you know the whole match where they're winning and etc. So that really works before doing anything. So if if I think that is one thing very very important if you visualize how that child is benefiting from what you taught so it's like you know okay so you imagine the class going on that a child learning everything absorbing everything and um, at the end of the day getting good results becoming a better person as well as getting good grades and they're extremely happy and the parents are happy and uh, when you visualize this before that energy passes on when you're teaching a child and trust me, I mean, you know, if you can, you can pick up science, you can pick up studies. It has worked for everybody if you do it with the right intention. So that is something, it's, it's an amazing tip. And if somebody can do it, it's, it's going to change the game completely. Yes, absolutely. And I know that the Eximus tutors are imbued with that sense of um, hope and that sense of practice, that sense of knowledge uh, about how to improve that within their child. You're not just improving the grades, you're improving their ability to learn uh, you know, in the future as, 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 as adults, um, which is such a huge skill. Ms. Bart, this is, this is really um, very powerful stuff and um, hopefully will be things that uh, educators listening to this can 
um, you know, build into their their tutoring sessions today, tomorrow. You know, as soon as they've they've kind of come to the end of this episode, it's it's not a huge step that you are um, teaching or educating here. It's these are small, simple, uh, repetitive steps that 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 will go a long way. Um, so thank you. And now, brief word from last week's guest, Lauren Johnston. I think for me, what I learned about being on the podcast was that actually I have so much to share. You know, all the work and effort that I put in every single day deserves to kind of be recognised. And you guys as a network has provided me the pillar to do that. So I'm really, really, really thankful for that. Um, I loved being a guest because it's totally out of my comfort zone. My first thing that I've ever done. I've never, ever done anything like this before. So thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. What I would say to a future guest is be uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be in that space because I have learned so much from being in that space. Please, if you're on the fence about thinking about it, just do it. It's such an incredible thing to do. Just before we finish here, um, I'd love to ask, Ms. Barr, because there's so much that you have conducted in the past and, and in your career, and I know that there's so much more to come, but could you give our listeners a little insight into what's next for you? What's next for Ms. Barr Iqbal? So Eximus is a bar of me. So if you say what's next for Ms. Baikbal, it's taking Eximus to every household in the UK. And where people say sky's the limit, for me, sky's not the limit. There's much above the sky. And I completely believe in it. I have a lot of faith in it. I, you know, we, me and Harris do things with a lot of, you know, good intention, with, you know, with the intention of helping people. And we really want to take it to every household. Just like Julia said the other day, um, when you speak to a parent, they should ask, you know, are you a qualified tutor? In the same way, I was telling uh, Harris that the other day. And, you know, before, remember, I told you that that every household will know XMS and every household would love, will, you know, would want their kids to, to learn from their tutors, our tutors. So I guess that's that's one thing that I really have the vision of. What an excellent vision, uh, Ms. Barr, and one that's already in motion. Um, so, listeners, thank you for tuning in um, and, and checking in with the Qualified Tutor podcast. Once again, it's, it's uh, amazing to know that there are people out there who are uh, taking something from uh, these conversations um, and hearing from you in the community or, or even just privately is, is something that really um, encourages me and, and, and motivates me to keep doing these conversations. Um, Ms. Bai, you've been a fantastic guest. Thank you so much for joining us. What is the best way that people can get in touch with you straight after this? I am available on email all the time. Um, it's mispa at eximuseducation.com. It's M-I-S-B-A-H at eximuseducation.com. Uh, available on email all the time. I'm very, very, very active on LinkedIn and on Facebook. So if you see Ms. Baikbal, you're going to find me on social media, except of Instagram and 
you know, the, 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 the other stuff. But we'll get there for those ones. Yeah. There's always time. Yeah, no, absolutely. LinkedIn and Facebook, and, and you can always contact this bar by, by email. Um, next week, we'll be speaking to the wonderful Arthur Moore from um, Tea and Teaching podcast, um, looking at, uh, you know, uh, partnerships and collaborations in, in um, education, podcasting, and also a little bit about the role of of teaching and uh, the interplay between teaching and tutoring, which is something that is um, so, so crucial in today's education environment. But, Ms. Barr, for one final time, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Thank you very much for giving the opportunity, Dodo. Thank you very much. Take thank care. you. And we'll see yeah. all you listeners next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Qualified Tutor Podcast. Whether you're a regular listener of this podcast or you've just stumbled across it, join the Qualified Tutor Podcast group within the Qualified Tutor community to stay up to date with our latest news, offers, workshops, and of course, simply to meet other tutors like you. Whatever your level as a tutor, our training courses will be the next step in your professional development. Visit qualifiedtutor.org training to find out more about our CPD accredited and Ofqual recognised courses, the first of their kind in the tutoring industry. Your student deserves the best tutor possible. Make that happen today by joining Qualified Tutor.